Welcome to another edition of Candidate Cast, where we're getting to know the candidates and not the issues. And we have joining us today, Mayor Mike Caldwell from Ogden City, Utah. Welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be here with a fellow Ogdenite. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's, we're, we're proud. Those of us who are from Ogden are proud to be from there. But uh, so, like I said, we, we're just getting to know who you are, a little bit more about you. So let's start off by, where did you grow up? I grew up in Ogden, actually. Oh, did you? Top of Ninth Street on Hislop Drive, the foothills up there and the Rolling Hills Club at the time. They had a swimming pool up there where my stomping grounds until I was probably about 14. And then my parents moved to Kaysville when I was 14. So there was actually a swimming pool at the top of Ninth Street. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. A little tennis club and a swimming pool. And my brother and I would uh, leave the house barefoot at eight in the morning, walk across a hot tarmac. It wasn't good for my uh, dermatologist because there wasn't a <laughs> stitch of sunscreen back in the day and would spend all summer so running around in the mountains outdoor, up there. Outdoor, outdoor swimming pool. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Yep. No kidding. Okay. So then they moved to, you moved to Kaysville. Yeah. The commute was killing my dad. He got a job in Salt Lake. Um, we loved living in Ogden and in that Northern part. We'd ride our bikes down to the river and fish all day if we weren't at the pool and everything else. And then my dad got the job in Salt Lake and they decided, well, you want to um, probably be a little bit closer. So they moved to Kaysville. So I went to Horseman Elementary School, Mount Fort Middle School, and then I graduated from Davis High School. Okay. The Davis Darts. Davis Dart, worst mascot in the world. <laughs> had great teams, but the mascot was always questionable, even for the alumni. <laughs> that, that I hadn't even thought about with the mascot. You know, like Ogden Tigers or Ben Loman Scots. Those are those are good, proud, strong, but a dart. A dart. And the yellow and brown colors were questionable with the, <laughs> along with the mascot. So graduated from Davis High. Mm -hmm. then, then what? What was next? Uh, Weber State. So I, I was the oldest of six, and uh, we didn't have a whole lot at the time. And so I had to work full time when I put myself through Weber State. So like a lot of Weber State students, I worked 40 hours a week, slept in my parents' basement so I could pay tuition and books. And, uh, and, what, and what did you do? What were you working at? I managed a troubled youth hospital. So I worked really? at Bountiful, um, working with troubled kids. They had a couple of different hospitals there. They had a program at Lakeview Hospital, and then there was one called Benchmark Regional Hospital. And so I did that for well over six years, worked 40 hours a week and put myself through school. And it was a, it there was, was, no, it was a stretch. There was no wife in the picture at this point in the six years? Uh, or? I, we got, that was why it was six years. I got married and realized, oh man, I've got to pay the bills now that I'm married. And so we took about a year, both of us, to kind of get settled as we were newly married. And we bought a house. We didn't want to rent. So we stretched ourselves a little bit so we could start to build equity. And so that's why it was the six years. And uh, what was your degree in at Weber? Uh, communications. Okay. All and right. Public relations. And um, so, you know, it's I, this is, hasn't been on purpose, but a lot of our interviews have been with Weber graduates. Yeah. So, interestingly enough, so that that's that's been kind of fun. So Weber State worked full because that's I think most people get married, work full time at Weber, you know, work and then go to Weber State, which is. Which is a which is a rough go. It, it it is a really rough go to work forty hours a week and and try to juggle homework and a family and everything else. And that's Weber State is great for that because it's one of the most affordable schools in the entire state. It's really accessible to get in and out of campus. isn't isn't terrible. So for people in that kind of a situation, Weber State's a a, a really a great way. Where to Where did do you it. meet your wife? Uh, we met actually in. Uh, 
Red Rock Canyon, just outside of Las Vegas. Oh, so really? I used to be a big climber when I was younger, and we had a group that used to go every February. There'd be 10 or 14 of us, and would all go down and spend a long weekend camping, because it was easy. I mean, the weather was beautiful down there in February. You go Did climb. she climb? She was Did a she climber, climber, too. Yeah, we, got, we had that in common. But you can go climb down there. All day, and then as a kind of a dirtbag climber, you can go to the strip and Circus right, Circus right, had yeah. the buffet for five bucks at night, and then you could go load up on <laughs> all the, the food, meal, yeah, almost. and then come back. Was she there climbing? She was, was there she? climbing. She went down with some other friends that we had in common, and I hadn't met her. And uh, back then, you didn't see a lot of girls that liked to go out and get roped up and climb with a bunch of, you know, dirty other so is climbers. That, I mean, what kind of romance would that be if you were doing the Hallmark movie title? Would it be like? Love on the Rock. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be something like that. It could be. And one of the things that I think got me in the door. She was doing pre med at the U, which okay. was way, I was hitting way above my weight already okay. dating her. And uh, but I was kind of a gear junkie. And one of the days down there, it started to rain terribly, and everybody else was totally underprepared. And I'm pulling Gore-Tex coats out of my backpack and giving them to her and helping her stay warm and everything else. So chivalrous, the weather, very yeah, the weather helped me. Uh, Close my deal. case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you met her there, and then and then she was at the U. So yeah. you were living in Kaysville at the time, right? When you We bought our first house in Layton. But when you oh, were dating. Yeah, correct. And she lived in Kaysville as well. Okay, all right. And she was, in, uh, uh, she was a year younger than me at Davis High School. So you had no... Oh, okay. The Davis High School commonality then. Well, we had that in common, but, but we didn't, didn't know each other. And really? we laugh all the time that um, she spent most of her days in AP classes and... I was spent a little bit more time in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, uh, the, the cool kid and the nerd, she was, she was, uh, pulling down the A's and AP. Oh yeah. Yeah. A's and AP. And like I said, mm. pre-med at the U and I was, so you, working. even though one year, of course, Davis high was a, was a big high school is a big, we had over school. 800 kids in our graduating yeah, class. So, so one year apart, that would have been, yeah. If you weren't in the same classes or ran in the same circles, they had so many wow. that it was just, it was just massive. Wow. So, uh, you meet her, you convince her to marry you, you get married and where do you move? Where's your first home? Uh, we bought a house in Layton. Okay. And uh, it was you know, still affordable at the time. It was a little five-bedroom place kind of over by the mall. And okay. We fixed that up, and, and we lived there for probably four years. And then we bought another, built built a new house in, in Kaysville that was a little bit closer to our parents. Okay. And then, and then uh, when did the big move, when did the shift come to Ogden? So I'd always had because, my you know, heart there. You're you're gonna. I mean, you're you're forever changing. You're both darts, and you're <laughs> gonna raise your kids as tigers. So this yeah. is gonna be a big shift. You weren't. We weren't in the same. Ogden's still three A. Of course, we. You, does Ogden compete right now with Davis? No, in, no. Okay, Davis a, is six A, and okay, I think Ogden's right. a four A. Okay, they made that new category and yeah. bumped. Okay, yeah. All right. So the, when does the big shift occur? Well, big shift occurred for me during the Olympics. I worked for the Salt Lake Organizing Committee during the Olympics. It's a kind of a funny story. You know, it was the most exciting, crazy time ever. I worked for what they called the International Client Services Group. So we took care of all of the dignitaries, foreign dignitaries, heads of state, okay. IOC family members, and had two days off in six months. And so I didn't, you know, it was really exciting. I met Kofi Annan, was in the president's box, all kinds of stuff for a Weber State graduate. I was 30, thinking this is yeah. the most amazing thing now, ever. other people may have known this, but I didn't I didn't know this. So that this oh, is cool. Okay, so keep going. So, 
you know, my wife was home pregnant. We were building the house, and um, my very last day of of the Olympics was Paralympic closing ceremonies. And needless to say, I'm starting to panic. I don't have a resume out. 3,000 of some of the best, brightest, most aggressive people I've ever worked with were going to hit the workforce the next morning. Yeah, because all of, all of all them, un- they all unemployed. unemployed. Yeah, overnight, wow. we, we extinguished the Paralympic torch and everybody's unemployed. So Mitt Romney, I guess, led the biggest unemployment surge in the, state, the state's <laughs> ever seen. I'm jo- joking, I'm joking. Okay, That's so, a way to put it. Yeah. But when I was seating at, at that uh, Paralympic closing ceremony, a guy with a big black cowboy hat came up to me and he said, hey, are you a, you a local kid? And I said, well, we were state grad, Northern Utah. And he said, that's great. My name's Commissioner Glenn Burton, and we're looking to hire somebody to manage our rice sheet and carry on with some of the post-Olympic legacy work. Okay. Is that something you might be interested in? And, you know, that's manna from heaven. Right, I, I mean, right. I didn't re- reach out to him. He just approached me. Guy on guy in the Olympic coats, and you know what? Are, what's your story? What are you doing? And so I wrote his name on my arm with a sharpie because I didn't have a notebook. <laughs> I, all I had was a pen. Made sure I didn't sweat or wash my hands until I got that transferred to paper. Called him the very next morning and said I'd be really interested in that. And what can I do? And he asked me about my background a little bit. Um, we had an interview panel, and I had been a stockbroker. I'd been a licensed stockbroker right okay. after college. Felt like I needed to get a real job. Um, that job. Sucked the soul from my body for a year, but I learned a lot doing it. And I told him, look, I I know numbers. I can manage your budget. We're not going to get any more into the ice sheet at that point. As you know, it was you know opened at 4.30 in the morning and right. closed at 2 yeah. in the morning. So yeah. you're not going to book a lot more business when you those are your You would think I would hours. know this story, but I, I don't know. Because Glenn Burton followed me as a county commissioner. I mean, uh-huh. I, I left. We were running against each other. I left to come down to Salt Lake, be the executive director of the Republican Party, and he then was appointed to replace me. But and I and new to me, I didn't know this. Uh, yeah. So okay, so you're going to go in and manage the ice sheet and take care of post Olympic legacy work okay. because you had three thousand volunteers that were on hill at Snow Basin or at the ice sheet. And when I was there, we had one hundred six thousand people come through downtown Ogden at the time on Washington Boulevard to watch the torch come through. And Almost me, as big as the 150th of the Golden Spike. Yeah. What? And and to see that, that been, pride in place, being yeah. an Ogden kid, and back then Washington Boulevard was, that was not a pedestrian area. It Correct. was a little tough, a little rough. 25th Street did not have a lot going on. And to see that volume of excitement come out really energized me for our hometown and our community. It has changed dramatically. Changed yeah. dramatically. And so um, I started right after I got the job at the Ice Sheet. We pulled together. It was Commissioner Kane at the time. And Scott Trundle was the editor of the Standard Examiner. And we said, what are we going to do with this? And he was an amazing driving force in Ogden. Yeah, he was. Scott was. Yep. I totally agree with that. So we, we came up with the idea of, of the Gold Foundation. It stood initially for the Greater Ogden Athletics Legacy. And now it stands for get out and live. Okay. But we thought we, we had a whole group of I'm people. I'm glad you could figure out an acronym that was still worked with <laughs> yeah, gold. We, could, we, we had a DBA and a, a 501c3 nonprofit that we needed to keep in play. But we had a huge group of people that came together and talked about what can Ogden do in the future. We've spent too long looking in the rearview mirror. We need to be looking through the windshield and figure out what we want to do and how we rebrand our community. Because if you grew up there, we went through a rough time, economically speaking, when we didn't have an identity. Right. And then when I finished with Weber and all my friends were the same, you sent your resumes everywhere but because you didn't think there were opportunities there. And so um, we all got together collectively and said, well, what are our strengths that not a lot of other people can compete against? And we really did settle on, on outdoors. 
accessibility to the outdoors. You have two rivers that converge right. in the downtown from 20 minutes from City Hall. You can be buckling your ski boots at Snow Basin, which then was entirely in an unknown but world-class restaurant. The Holdings had just put $150 million in those gondolas and, and lodges. little fact, it's the closest uh, time-wise ski resort to the Salt Lake City International Airport. Especially now, you you weave in traffic to get right. up Little or Big Cottonwood Canyon. It's right. way closer to the yeah, Salt Lake International Airport. So, so we, we put that group together, and we sent a, a, a one big blast out to all 3,000 of those volunteers that said, hey, we really want to help to create. And, and part of that outdoor piece was we can't compete marketing-wise with Salt Lake or Park City. They've got a way bigger budget and everything else, but we can host events in a world-class way up here. We can do it better than anybody in the state, I think, because we have – you know, Pine View's up there, and all of our infrastructure was in play. And we are breaking our rules here because these seem to be issue topics. Uh, I'm just giving you the yeah, background exactly. and why okay, I was right, passionate right. about okay. that. So, and so we started to host events with that whole group of volunteers, and then it just snowballed from there. And I was up in Ogden so much that uh, we decided, look, we're just going to go plant roots there. And so that, that was well before I ever had any political aspirations at all. So we moved our family up there when they were 2003-ish? That, that was probably uh, 2004, probably. Okay, all right. And um, and you have uh, how many kids? Two daughters. Two daughters. Uh, one's a runner. I know that. Yeah. Because I've, you know. You have a runner. I have a well. runner, so we, we, all, we have to watch runners. And um, they're both runners, actually. And, and, they're, and they're, one's in college now, one's. One got a full ride to the University of San Francisco to run D1 there okay. for them, which we were really proud of her for doing. And her do her sister's a junior at Ogden High. Okay, now. all right, and running and running. Yep. Okay, um, and and so moved to you moved to Ogden, and then you said before political ambitions, you running the Goal Foundation. I was president of the Convention Visitors Bureau. They needed to make a change there, so they plugged me in as the CEO, president of that, to work on tourism initiatives. Okay. So that was really exciting. We got to build a lot of infrastructure through that. I managed the ramp tax when that came on board. The county asked me to put all of the, you know, the applications and, and organization to ramp because that was a brand new thing and had the potential to really positively impact the community. So I put the board together, all the bylaws, the applications, everything else for that. And and then I helped with a lot of the business recruitment that Ogden City was doing at the time because I, you know, grew up kind of a, being a ski bum and a climbing guy and a bike geek. And so I could speak the language. And so when they were recruiting some of these outdoor industries, they had me come talk about the lifestyle in the community and the lifestyle in Utah in general. I mean, being able to go three hours down to the Red Rocks in the desert and three hours the other way and you're in these really high alpine mountains and it's a really unique place to live if you like outdoor activities. And and Ogden has thrived with that. Yep. I, I know that when when I when I was on the county commission, this was this is much earlier than that. We went through a whole uh, study and trying to come up with a logo for Weber County, and it and the one thing that was the recurring thought was the mountains, which yeah. is why Weber County's logo is the mountains. So that whole recreation component, I I'm ever amazed that anybody would even move to a company would even go to Silicon Slopes. I know I shouldn't say that, but when the recreation opportunities are so in your backyard in Ogden, it, it seems to make a lot of sense. I, I agree. And I'll tell you this one story about my three brothers. Two of them are ER docs and they're all, we're all big skiers. And they thought it was last March and they thought, we haven't been to ski this at Snowbird for a long time. And they left on a snow day that had about 14 inches of new not having been there, they didn't realize the rush that goes up there. It took them five hours to go from Kaysville to 
snowbird. They were because buzzing everybody their else had the same idea. Yeah, it was a five-hour jam to go less than 40 miles, and they were just like, oh, I can't believe this. Are they? Do they live in Ogden area or Davis County? Uh, Davis County. Know? Okay. Uh, so, um, And I didn't ask that. How many... Uh, what size family did you come from? I was the oldest of six. Okay, so you kind of yeah. uh, ruled the roost. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm I'm about four inches taller and about forty pounds heavier than all of my brothers. <laughs> and the running joke used to be, my mom, we had eight in the house, but she'd only cook for six. And so, because I was the oldest, I could get through it the fastest. <laughs> it was the race. Yeah, it was. it was the race. Yeah, but so, they're both ER docs at McKD. Okay, and how how many? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, let's get two, to know. Two of them are ER docs at McKady and one's a CPA. So when I get taken in with a massive heart attack, I, I can open my eyes and say, are you a Caldwell? <laughs> I can just, say that. Just call for Dr. Caldwell and you'll have <laughs> yeah, good, good treatment. at least one or two come right. Yeah, and, and so uh, the first of six, um, are your parents both still around? Are they still living? Are yeah, they-, they both still live in Kaysville and... My dad rides his Harley every single Saturday when he can and when the weather's good and they're just loving retirement. Does your mom ever ride with him? Uh, my mom's not a motorcycle person. Yeah. She, yeah. she kind of says, Ray, there are we things and there are me things. And the Harley <laughs> for you is a me thing. You don't need to put the we on, on the back of that. You know, as we do these candidate casts, we ought to uh, put down, that is a, that's a nugget of wisdom right there. The <laughs> we things and the me things. That's, that gets you over the 50 year mark of marriage. They've been married, I think 52 years now. That's incredible. So how, what's the age gap between oldest to youngest in your family? So I'm 48, and Jeff, one of the ER docs, I think he might be 33. Okay, so it's a it's a pretty 34. Decent, yeah, yeah. Are all of the kids around here? Do they do they stick around? Uh, I have two sisters that live in the Reno area, but okay. all the brothers are here. Okay, and it was right. fun being the oldest when and the biggest when we were you know brothers in the backyard playing basketball because I could smoke them all. And now that we're all <laughs> bikers and skiers and stuff, my younger brothers can just totally bring the wood to me. I have to. I do have to mention this because I thought it was incredibly, um, bold, but, but one of the, your first, I think first term in office, you said you were going to that one year, you were going to bike to work every day. Yeah. At that point I was chair of the active transportation committee for Wasatch Front Regional Council. And I thought, you know, we're here talking about all of this, and I was at a, a governor's transportation summit presenting with Mike Allegra, who was UTA's director at the time, and Carlos, and I thought, I'm going to make a statement as I'm chair of the Active Transportation Committee, and I, I threw that out there because active transportation wasn't something that people were pushing a lot that back makes at that time. way more sense yeah. to me now, because I thought to myself, who would come up with that idea just on, you know, left of their own devices, who would come up with that idea? So that's the reason why you did it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I biked to work a couple of times down at the, the County commission office. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I found was going to work was a lot easier than coming home. Uh, and I know where you live, so I can <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. understand. So, um, but I was impressed that, that you did it every day and, uh, even during the winter. Right. Yeah, I started January second and rode until uh, I think December twenty eighth when I took the end of the year off for New Year's. And uh, there were plenty. It was about twenty four hundred miles total, and uh, I only had one Superman over the handlebars into a snowbank after the plow hadn't hit, and one flat tire. So all told, for that that's not much, bad. That's, that's not, not bad. bad. Yeah. But but uh, the difference is that they you had the big, the big fat tires for winter, right? Yeah. For big snowy days, I had a fat tire bike and then I had my regular commuter had studded snow tires on it. 
I really so even when, because even when it's not snowy, a lot of times you get black ice and you don't want to go into a corner. So I, I was, I was pretty geared up. My wife always thought it was just an excuse for me to buy another bike. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been. Now, one other, one other thing, just historical, you know, you, you came to office at a, um, so you, I think you were sworn in in 2011. Is that, is that right? Uh, 12, 2012. 2012. So you came to office. That's right. You came to office right at a kind of a perilous time. Uh, there was an officer that was uh, killed in the line of duty and that was like your first day on the job. If I remember, that was my first day on the job. And, and the chief we had at the time, Griner, um, had a, an issue with the hatch act, which has since been amended, but we were forced to let him go. So we didn't have a Police chief That's right. at the time, and my first full day in the office, I got a call at about 8 p.m. that night, and it was that um, five officers had been shot, and it didn't look like one was going to make it. And so you talk about um, out of the frying pan and into the fire immediately. That was uh, that was the hardest first day. I put my first day on the job up against just about anybody else yeah, that I know. Incredible. And you handled it, you handled it very well. Um, I was in Senator Lee's office at the time, and, and uh, we actually worked on the Hatch Act change that oh, Senator Lee did. Thank you. And, um, uh, too late for John, but yeah. it fixed it for a lot of other people. Um, but yeah, it, that was, uh, and, and a difficult time for, for you, for the family, but you, you know, like I said, you handled it very well. Well, I appreciate that. And it, it really, if there was a silver lining, because those things are devastating for everybody involved. Right. Um, and, um, it really gave me an immediate, view of how difficult our public safety officers jobs are and how integrated that is and how critical it is that we support them and stand them up and do everything we can because they have one of the most difficult jobs in the world and one of the most critical jobs in the world. And so that out of the gates, I, I really had a, a deep and, and intimate relationship and, and friendship with a lot of the people that worked through that with me. Yeah. It, um, another, another, uh, I have to always ask hobbies. Obviously you like to, do you still rock climb? Uh, no, uh, too many rubber chicken lunches in this job, put on a few pounds. And so, and it was difficult when you have a family rock climbing, you have to find a partner that has similar ability levels and, and a kind of four or five hour window in their schedule to be able to get up in the canyons and set up and have fun. So I really just, uh, started to mountain bike a lot more road bike a lot more, um, like fish a little bit when friends are going out. So would you say those are your hobbies? Like we're not going to find out that you like play the flute or you uh, are an artist or you love to do needlepoint. We're not going to find any of that out. I I wish. Rock climbing or no rock climbing, but mountain biking, fly fishing, skiing, skiing, backcountry skiing, all those kinds of things. I really love to do that. I have on an interesting note, I did take piano lessons for about six years because my mom really didn't want me to play football or anything else. And I could I would struggle to show you middle C on the piano, even after six years of piano I, lessons. I, <laughs> hey, I hear you. I hear you, Mike. I, I uh, took piano lessons like eight years as well. Most of the time I hid in the piano teacher's ditch. Uh, <laughs> my mother would drop me off. I would immediately like walk to the door, then beeline it over to the ditch till I saw her coming back. Yeah. And uh, I wish I could play. I have I some friends too. that are brilliant. And I, I just, I, I look back at that with regret. I just had too much energy and I could not sit at the piano and study. So yeah, that, that I, I feel the same way. Okay. Parting shots. I mean, what, 
what uh, what is it that you want some you know people that are going to be listening to this and know about you that they may not? I mean, you have a full head of hair, which really irritates me. Uh, <laughs> but it's but- all gray now after this. I was having <laughs> breakfast with my daughter a year or so ago, and she's like, "Dad, I can't believe how gray you've become." So that just comes with the it job. Just snuck I up on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Wow, holy cow! How, hey, how long have you and your wife been married? Uh, we just celebrated twenty five years this summer. Impressive. Yeah, yeah that impressive. she could put up with me that long and, and all of my ADHD is unbelievable. She's an extremely patient woman. Sounds like that's one of the things we should know about you, ADHD. But I think that's a positive trait in my mind. Uh, at least that's what I think because I think I have the struggle with the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, what other – any other hobbies or uh, parting shots here or uh, – I. Those are my hobbies. That's what I'm passionate about. I've been lucky to have been aligned with those hobbies now for since 2002, the Winter That's Games. It's been it's been really fun to be to be a part of that and to see our community grow and really embrace that and be proud and to see the, all the national press we've had for some of the things that we thought were impossible when we started a lot of those things a number of years ago. So it, really, I'm looking forward to when I'm not in elected office to picking up some additional hobbies. Not sure what those will be yet, but maybe I'll be but more not interesting. Too soon, right? not, too not, soon. Too soon. not too soon. Not too soon. Not too Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Mike Caldwell, Mayor of Ogden City, thanks for joining us. Getting to know the candidates and not the issues. This ends another episode.